I'm going to just stand up for just a second. Happy anniversary. Wow, what an amazing 40 years. I want you to put your hand on your heart. <clears throat> Every Sunday that I'd get up to speak, I would take my Bible in my hand, and I'd say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have, and I can do what it says I can do. And I'd watch the hearts of people. They would be going, oh, Lord, I want your word to work in my life. And then I'd say, the ever-living, everlasting, incorruptible seed called the Word of God. Holy Spirit, speak to my heart today on this 40th anniversary and change my life as I commit it afresh to you. As Pastor Kim said, yes, Lord, I will do what you call me to do. And I trust that you have a yes in your heart today for all that God wants to do in and through you and amongst us for the next 40 years. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated. I was looking at Jehoshaphat this morning for just a minute, and it'll lead into what I'm doing. Have you ever wondered why when you come into a church, there's always worship first? He was facing a range of enemies around him. And the Lord said, I want you to put the singers out front. I want you to put the praisers and the worshipers out front before the army. And so that's what we do every single Sunday. When we begin to worship, what we are doing is putting worship first and putting our enemies to flight. And that example of the Old Testament, we see it in the natural. It's meant to be an example in the spirit of what's going on. All of us have things that are contending against our hearts and lives, and we need to be able to be men and women who know how to worship and know how to put God first in every circumstance. Well, I'm going to talk about the first 25 years, and Pastor Jason is going to come, and he's going to talk about the last 15 years. So, Jay, it's only 10 more years, and you'll be up to me. I mean, that is insane. So when you come through the doors of Life Center... You enter a culture that is centered on truth, the truth of who Jesus Christ is, why he came to earth the first time, and the reality that he's returning a second time. You enter a place that has confidence to be able to say, this is who we are, and this is what we are called to do. We grow in our understanding that no one can do what only the church can do. It's been said the local church is the hope of the world. I want to do three things today. I want to talk first about truth. The primary purpose of the local church is the proclamation of truth that's revealed in the person of Jesus Christ through his word. We do that in dependence upon the Holy Spirit, in worship, as I've talked about, in prayer, in repentance, in teaching, in ministry, and in the ordinances of the dedication of our children, water baptism, and communion around the Lord's table. First Timothy 3.15 says, if I delay, Paul is talking to a young pastor, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God. It's the pillar and support of truth. Say that with me. Pillar and support of truth. Nothing else in culture provides that for us. But the local church, centered in the person of Jesus, centered in the truth of the Word of God, becomes the pillar and the support of truth. And so for 40 years, 
in every single program of Life Center to every age group. We have taught in detail why Jesus came, what the cross means, and how we can live knowing the truth that enables us to be free. Truth always brings hope to people. It's being challenged today, but I want to say very clearly, truth is truth and it never changes even though culture does. Jude 1.3 says, Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend. Everybody say contend. That means to fight for, to contend earnestly for the faith that was once for all time handed down to the saints. And so Life Center has centered itself in truth for 40 years. The second is love. Matthew 5 says, you're the light of the world. A city set on a hill can't be hidden. Nor do people take a light and a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand so that it gives light to all. In the same way, let your personal light shine before others so that they may see your good works. Give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So you and I have been called to walk in the light of God's love and then to give it away to others. We declare this morning with biblical confidence that no matter how bad you think you are, his love for you never fails to reach out through his church every single day in every single locality across this city and around the world. We have witnessed for 40 years, the faithfulness of God in saving, healing, and restoring lives that were once ravaged by selfishness and sin. And the third thing I want to talk about is prayer or calling. We are calling on the name of the Lord. We are reaching out to him. So truth, love, and calling, TLC, the Life Center, ministering life in the midst of a world that is struggling. One of the greatest gifts we can give as a local church is to intercede for our communities. Whether here in Orleans, Canada, Cornwall, or online, God calls us to be a house of prayer. In fact, in Luke 19, Jesus said, referring to Isaiah, my house will be called a house of prayer. So Life Center's always acknowledged over the years its partnership with local churches that make up the church in Canada and that we are workers together for the purposes of God in our nation. If we use the word hope, as I started with, that hope comes as a result of truth, houses of prayer everywhere. That's what local churches are. They are places where people can find truth, places where people can find the love of God, and places where people can open their hearts and pray. First Peter 2 says we're being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. It goes on to say, and this is his word to you today and word to me, you we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
For you once were not a people. And you watched all the testimonies of what happened to people in their brokenness when they stepped into the church, when they stepped into the purpose of God for their life. Suddenly they became part of a people. Now, the scripture says, you are the people of God. You have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So I want to say, with my wife Joyce, with my son Jason, and my daughter Kim, Thank you for the last 40 years, for all the years to come, that we will continue to proclaim Jesus as the way, the truth. And have you ever wondered why we call it the Life Center? The way, the truth, and the? The life. And he's the center of everything that we do. And we want to continue to make an eternal difference in the hearts and lives of others. And so let me just say, 40 years ago we made a decision as a family. And that decision has literally affected thousands of people all over the globe, but in particular in this city for people who've attended Life Center, that they have been eternally impacted. They have gone from being natural dead people to spiritually alive people, and eternity's been stamped in their eyes, and their life has changed, their families have changed, everything has changed, but most importantly, their eternity has been changed. So if you're listening today or you're in the sanctuary today and you haven't made that decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, may I encourage you to do that today. It'd be the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. That's why the church, the local church, is the hope of the world. So Joyce, I want to say thank you for willingly serving so unselfishly all these years. I couldn't have done what I did without you, babe. Your love for the local church your gifts of wisdom, faith, administration, and prophecy kept us centered in Jesus and hungry for more. I'll say the same for Jason, for being an able servant and cutting the grass at Life Center. That's where he started, on a tractor outside. So do not despise small beginnings. His love for the local church was seen in working in the school, serving the youth, doing drama, filling in for the old guy once in a while, and then accepting the role as our lead pastor in 2007. And then Kim for taking on the children, as you've heard already, under her wing to teach them and disciple them, to care for them, to befriend them, and to lead with distinction. Her love for the local church, her gifts of creativity, teaching, and encouragement truly made Life Center a safe place to go for families. And so... The legacy that we have as a family can be the same legacy in your life. As you simply say, yes, Jesus, I want to do what you're calling me to do because ultimately your plan for my life is better than my plan for my life. And everybody said amen as our pastor comes to share with us. Well, here we are. Sorry, I got to put my iPad the other way because I can't read it. In 40 years, uh, 22, I've been at Life Center for 40 years since I was eight years old. Um, and I've been on staff for 22 years. And there's one thing that I have learned in all those years, and that's what I want to share with you today. It is that in God's kingdom, success and faithfulness are two very different things. 
Success and faithfulness are two very different things. I want you to think about the life of Jonah. Jonah was one of the most successful preachers that the world has ever seen. Think about it. Jonah preached one service, one sermon, and an entire city came to know the Lord, including his king, including its king. The entire city repents after one service. Jonah was one of the most successful, but not faithful. Nehemiah, or Jeremiah, I should say, was faithful for decades and saw absolutely no converts at all. In God's economy, success does not equal, you know, success and faithfulness are two very, very different things. When you and I die, Jesus isn't going to say good and successful servant. He is going to say good and faithful servant. And so there is a thread that you have heard again and again already today. And it is the same in my life as it is in yours, whether it's my family or it is in your family. It is that Jesus uses your surrendered yes to make a difference in the lives of those around us. That every single one of us are always and only one obedient yes away from being used by God. It's the same as it was then as it is today, because here's what the scriptures teach. To each is given, not to some, not to the select, not just to the fivefold ministry. No, to each is given a manifestation of the spirit, but it's for the common good. And all of these are empowered by the one and same Holy Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. And then Romans goes on to say, for the grace given to me, I say to everyone, once again, not to some, not to fivefold ministry, not just people get paid by the church. No, no, no. To every single one of us. Don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think, but with sober judgment, each according, and here it is, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. And so each decade, each person, each barrier, each breakthrough that God has done at Life Center always and only comes through, yes, of course, what God can do, but it always comes through one individual or one group of people or a church or a campus, whatever it happens to be, whether it is here, whether it's Canada, Cornwall, Blackburn, those of you at home, it always, always takes a surrendered yes and your surrendered yes, when you say yes to God, you in that moment receive a measure. God entrusts you with a measure, something that you are going to steward to be faithful with, that he was looking, he's looking for a return. As Pastor Barry said a moment ago, I started on the lawnmower here at the church. That's also where my allergy started. So to God be the glory, the great things he has done. And I graduated there to stacking chairs. All right. Yeah. In my life, there's no question. The responsibility has grown. But here's what never changed. It takes a surrendered yes to posture and position yourself to be used by God. If you look, always look for something bigger and better. You're going to be looking your entire life for something bigger and better. Start with a surrendered yes where you are and just watch what God can do. See, measure. Everyone say measure. Even under your masks. Online, you can write in measure. Measure is only revealed in obedience, not resonance. I'm going to say it again. Measure is only revealed in obedience, not resonance. You can read, you can hear, you can see something on social media, and it resonates with you deeply, but you do nothing with it. 
It's not how deeply it resonates. It's how then we do something with it. We're not merely hearers of the word. We're doers of the word. We engage it. We trust it. As Pastor Lori shared, or it was last week, I can't even keep my weeks and days straight anymore, but the Shema of God. Hear, O Lord, the Lord God is one. We're to love him with all of our hearts. So to hear is not just to hear, it's to hear and then it's to obey. You can hear, you can dream, or you can desire something, yet not see how being faithful, what God has entrusted to you, is how you move from there to somewhere else in God's kingdom. Only when I offered my surrendered yes as a part of the the body can we see the unlimited potential of what God desires to do. In a moment, you're going to see a small selection of photos spanning 40 years here at Life Center. And here's what we know and here's what we honor. We do not just honor some. We honor every single one of you. And whether you are on staff at Life Center at one point, whether you are someone who served on our pastor's council or our board, whether you were in leadership, whether you're a member, whether you're a guest and you invited someone, it takes every single surrendered yes to do what God has done and what he desires to do. Over the 40 years, not one single service, not a Bible school course, not a life group, not an outreach, not an event, whether it is the nails or something else, never uh, never a ministry to kids, students, or adults has taken place without people just like you and just like me who are full of faith and equally full sometimes of insecurity and trepidation about what God is asking us to do, offering our yes, saying, yes, God, you can trust me to do this. You can trust me to administrate this. You can trust me to hold the door. You can trust me to hold a child. You can trust me, God. I will surrender and say yes. Here is what I know. At Life Life Center, we are who we are because of your surrendered yes. And so we honor you today. But here's what else I know, and I don't mean this in a shame place. We also are aren't where we could be because some of you believe that your merit is exclusively for your measure. And I believe the Lord wants to talk to you about that. Here's what else I know. No church is 100% perfect. And everyone said... No church is 100% perfect, never will be, never has been. But here's what is equally true. Belonging to no church is 100% imperfect. It is not what God teaches at all. So you're never going to find, here's what I know. You're going to find, we're going to fail, we're going to, all those things. And that's sometimes how God is going to grow you, to trust you, to grow your capacity, to you keep your eyes on him and not on one another as we go through all those different things. And so again, two final insights that I want to share with you this morning before we transition. Two quick insights that I would share that I have learned in 40 years, 22, and then however many I've been leading, because I can't do the math, because I'm a C-plus student, so congratulations, welcome, welcome. Number one, don't step beyond your measure. Don't step beyond your measure. You know, I have a limited message. This morning, I have a limited amount of time. I have a limited purpose, and I have a limited scope. I'm not called to pastor the whole world. I'm called to pastor Life Center. So there's a boundary to the entrusted measure that God has given me. Here's what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. In other words, here's what's beautiful. Where I don't follow Jesus, direct you to Jesus and pour out my heart to implore you to be more like Jesus, don't follow me. That's what Paul is saying. Only as I follow Jesus, you follow me. It's powerful. In 2021, there is an intense pressure 
for all of us to go beyond sometimes our measure. I stand up here and say, I'm not an expert on sexuality. I'm not an expert on race. I'm not an expert on politics. I'm not an expert on vaccines. I'm definitely not an epidemiologist. I'm not an expert on pandemics, nor am I an expert on healthy governance limits within Canada. Here's why. I know that I'm not expert in those things. So perhaps part of the challenge that we are going to have in the next 40 years is restoring our Christian witness will be found when each of us embraces the border of our boundary. When each of us takes a moment to say, God, this is what you've entrusted into me, just because it's pressing doesn't mean that I have to fully speak on it, in particular if I don't actually know what I'm speaking on. How many of you know we need experts speaking into this area, not just people who've read articles? Okay? So there is this measure... It's going to take a quick slide line, then I'm going to slide right back. Part of the damage that we have seen in the preceding season of ministry is that there are, we have access to the world now through social media, but it doesn't mean that God has anointed us to minister to the world. We step way beyond our boundaries. Here's what I know. I, have not, I am not anointed to prophesy about Canadian elections. I'm just not. So I'm never going to step into that space. God may call some, but they better get it right. <laughs> But just because we have access doesn't mean we're anointed to step into those places. We need to receive this gift of limits. I have in my whole life operated with a very simple principle. Keep your head down and keep your heart up. One of the things that my father taught is that you never ask to speak everywhere, anywhere. You never try to open up a door for yourself. You let the Lord do those things. If in my life... God allows me the honor and privilege to shepherd and pastor one local church and nothing else opens up. You know what? It is more than enough. Why? Because in God's kingdom, it's not about making a name for yourself. It's about making his name famous. It's not about success. It's about faithfulness. And why do I share that? Because it's no different for you than it is for me. It's no different in the season of head when it comes to rebuilding Life Center post-pandemic. We're going to need everyone at home and everyone here. We're going to need all hands on deck to rebuild what it is that God desires to do. So living beyond your measure creates a mess where God actually desires a miracle. Together, let's not think of ourselves more highly than we're ought and we're not. Aren't you glad that we're not the saviors of the world Jesus is? Oh, let's never forget that. Jesus is the hope of the world. The local church, I'm not even quite sure it's the hope of the world. I think the local church is meant to be the home for people to find home and the home of God in the world. But Jesus remains the hope of the local church. We're called to serve the cities in which we live. I mean, aren't you glad we're not the heroes? We're the ones who just get to guide people to Jesus. So I pray that your whole heart is a surrendered yes. Because when we live beyond our measure... Sometimes we pass out advice or that we've read, but we've never lived. Social media is a really weird place where everyone tells you to do something that they've never done. It's just this weird place in the world today. We can tell others maybe how to lead a church, but you may have never even stepped up to lead a life group. We can criticize how others give their money, but you don't give yours. We can mistake pressure for anxiety. Ooh, this is a big one. We can mistake pressure for anxiety. I heard an NHL coach say this, and it touched my heart. Pressure is a privilege because you only experience it when you're playing the game. 
It's ice hockey and someone passes you the puck. Don't be surprised when you experience opposition and pressure from the other team. I go to hockey games. I experience zero pressure. The only pressure I have is what am I going to eat? That's the only decision that I have to make when things are actually open. But for the players, they expect to experience opposition because they're playing the game. As followers of Jesus, let us grow in our resiliency. Let's not confuse anxiety with pressure. When you say yes, when you're committed, when you engage, yes, all those things. But remind yourself that pressure is a privilege because you're off of the sidelines and you're playing the game. If you begin to play the game, if the enemy attacks you, don't be surprised. Greater is he that is in you than is he that is in the world. But pressure is a privilege because you're playing the game, that you're not just going to church, you are the church, whether it's here or whether it is at home. And the second thing I would say, well, actually, before I get there, here's one thing an older man once said that I think is very, very powerful. Son, you ain't a porcupine. You've got a lot of great points, but no one wants to be around you. You and I in the season ahead aren't called to be porcupines. We're called to be servants, not just have great points, but passion to serve those who are lost and broken and who need to know the Lord. The final thing, as I've been saying 84 times here, So don't, the first thing was don't step beyond your measure. The second is don't stop short of your measure. God could never use me isn't humility. It is insecurity that Jesus desires to heal. I'm not significant. It doesn't matter what I do is demonic language designed to see, is designed for you to see what you have or what you have to give as insignificant, as Taylor Swift would say, shake, shake, shake it off in Jesus' name. Don't compare yourself to others when you're called to compliment others. Don't put yourself down because nobody can play your part. I am mindful on this day of individuals, and I'll be remiss, you know, whether it is this week with Purette In the last year, and you'll see in slideshows, I'm mindful of men like Lou Dore. I'm mindful of men like Alex Tupper or Judy Sirianni and others. There are saints who started, who have now received their faithful reward, who cheer us on from heaven for you and I, not just to be successful, but to be faithful. And so I honor every one of your surrendered yeses, And for those of you who are sitting on the bench, I call you into the game in Jesus' name because we need your surrendered yes in this season and the season ahead. Don't get caught in perfection. Make it about his presence. Say yes and watch what God will do. As Pastor Laurie said at the beginning, we have t-shirts. These t-shirts, we have them for anyone and everyone because we can't give you cake. It's a pandemic. We couldn't do food. It's a pandemic. We we couldn't even decorate the way we wanted to because there's virus on everything. (laughs) But what we want you to be is clothed in God's love that never fails. This is the gift that we could do, so we're going to do what we can. Speaking of playing your part, it is my distinguished honor to invite Pastor Joyce to share a prophetic word, prophetic prayer that she has for Life Center today. much do I love these two guys? I tell you, every one of you always say, aren't you just so proud of your son? Absolutely. Um, And you, you're a keeper. That's all I'm saying. 
well, when we were in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, I felt like the Lord gave me a word for the church for the next decade. And um, I'm going to deliver it, but I can only deliver it as you begin to come into agreement with me. And you begin to pray, and we're going to pray this over the Life Center. And so this isn't something that one person is standing up here. This is collectively, we're saying, yes, Lord, this is what we desire. So you're ready for that? Are you ready to come into agreement? Amen. The foundation of scripture for the life sander these past 40 years is found in 1 Corinthians 13, 7, 8. Love does not delight in evil. Rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always persevere. Love never fails. Moving forward into the next decade, I feel the Lord would say from this word from Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Blessed is the man and woman who walk not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scorners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. And this is the key. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield the fruit in season. And the leaves do not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. As the roots of Life Center have gone deep into God's word and the love to serve the city, so the roots of this house will continue to expand to reach across the city and other cities. So too Blackburn, Cornwall, and Canada's root system will continue to expand as I continue to lay a firm foundation of trust and faith in the hearts of my people, saith the Lord. As well as the unfolding fulfillment of Acts 2, 17, 18, where I promised in the last days, saith the Lord, I'm going to pour my spirit out upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams, even on my male and my female servants. So shall I continue to raise up women with a heart after me, strong men desiring to make a difference in this generation. As I have raised up Deborah's and Esther's in this house, so I have raised up Joshua's and Caleb's according to my word. The heart for strong men to be courageous and do mighty works in my name will be amplified in the coming days, saith the Lord. As your heart for the city expands and the roots of this church extend to unreached areas, I will begin to draw churches to come under the shade of the leaves of this tree. And the Lord would say, not only churches that will begin to align, but ministries in this city will begin to come under the shelter of the leaves of this tree that has been planted in this city. The Lord says, because you have put me first in all your ways, so my blessing of provision never will run dry in this house for as long as your root system remains by the streams of living water. So my heart of love for reaching the lost through your lives will never be hindered. And all God's people said, amen and amen.